welcome to the Marketing Heart podcast, the heart of small business marketing, specialising in easy and affordable marketing resources to build your brand, engage your customers and grow your business without the jargon and the price tag. Good morning, welcome to the fourth um, episode of the Marketing Heart podcast. Um, This morning we've got Nicole Kluwer with us. Thanks so much for joining us, Nicole. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for inviting me today, ladies. Welcome. Um, Okay, so a couple of years ago, I met Nicole um, at a kids' party, I think. My niece is, um, my daughter is best friends with Nicole's niece, so I think um, we were at a family party. And um, since then, I've been following her on Instagram, which is um, always really good to see her posts. And we asked Nicole to be a guest here today to share her story of how she's got to where she is in business and the work that she does um, in a brand ambassador type of way and um, an influencer. So um, today we're going to be talking about influencer marketing with Nicole. Um, so on your, in your own words, on your Instagram bio, Nicole, you say you're a digital creator and activewear addict. Is that right? <laughs> That is exactly right. Yeah. And um, you've worked as a brand ambassador for some big brands, actually, including Shaw. And you did some live workouts with River Island during lockdown um, last year. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And um, now you work for Scamp and Dude. And uh, no, I, uh, no, so Scamp and Dude, I just did some... Um, I wish I worked for them. I think they're a fantastic brand. Um, I I met Joe, who was the founder of Scamp and Dude, um, at the Drapers Award when I was at Drapers Independent Awards, um, and I was absolutely in, I'm, I'm absolutely in awe of her. So when I see her, I thought I have to go over and introduce myself. And so I went over with my business card and said who I was and what my business was about, um, and that I lived in Oxford. And then I'd say about a year later, she moved to Marlow, to Oxford, and. Um, she yeah she dropped me an email saying that she she vaguely remembered me saying that I lived nearby so we met up and we had a coffee and it was amazing and then a a while later she messaged me asking if I'd like to do some modeling of her new collection Mm -hmm. um and so we um this was kind of when this must have been pre-lockdown and um, we went and did like a like a photo shoot around her house um so I don't work for her I wish I did um however she did put out that she was looking for a social media person and so I did apply for it but unfortunately never got it, which was, uh, which was gutting. But I always say, you know, you never give up on these things. It's a brand I would love to work for, a brand like that. Um, so no, in answer to that, I haven't worked for Scamp and Dude, but I have done some, I guess, modeling type work for, um, for her, her clothing. Okay. So um, can you just tell us then a bit about your background, how you got to mm. where you are now? And do you consider yourself um, an influencer? So, no, I don't, <laughs> in answer to your question. I don't. I definitely don't. Um, and I don't really know how I feel about the word in itself, um, the word influencer. Um, I feel like, you know, I, th- I think if you're going to have a, a following, a big following, which I do not have, by the way, you know, I have a, a kind of a, a, a respectable following, 6,000, 6,500. Um, but, you know, these people that have massive followings, I think you've got people that look up to you, that follow you, and I feel you are in a position to influence influence with your opinions your your style all these different types of things um and that's not something that i consider myself as i, I don't you know i don't feel that i'm an influencer what i do feel quite passionate about is 
having a platform that I can talk about matters that I feel are incredibly important to me um, yeah. and that I feel can other people can relate to. So I've always said I'd be as open and honest as possible on my on my uh, social media platforms and I feel that like I do that. Um, and, and I often do get those messages from people saying that, thank you, this really resonated with me. So I suppose, you know, occasionally it's nice to get those messages, but I, I you know, I, don't, I wouldn't cast myself as an influencer. Um, but I, I, I will always say that I, um, I always talk openly and honestly on my, on my social media platforms. And if that means that that helps people, then that's great. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously the, the term brand ambassador and influencer, mm. a fairly sort of new term, you know, within the last sort of 10 years, I would say. Um, but it seems to be taking over the world. If you can be an, an influencer, then, you know, that's, seems to be the sort of very sought after position on Instagram at the moment. But obviously you also um, do a lot of brand um, ambassador work. What, what is a brand ambassador? What does that do and how does that work? Yeah, okay. So when I, before I even began like my own activewear brands and things, which we'll we probably touch on soon, um, I worked with Sweaty Betty as a brand ambassador. So I suppose that is my first kind of ambassador type role. And that was for five years. And I, you know, I guess that was what made me start on my path as to where I am now. Yeah. Um, so for Sweaty Betty, it was a lot of um, Instagram posts wearing their new collection, talking about why I love their new collection. And that is what a brand ambassador is. You talk about, you know, it is your role to scream from the rooftops, roof, rooftops about that product. Um, and that's what I did for Sweaty Betty. I'd be like, I'm going off for a run today in my Sweaty Betty leggings. And, you know, and that's what, that's how that started. And, and you know, they do have a, a, a fantastic product. So, it's not as if I was lying about it and that was a long time ago um but actually you're you're right Emma it is more of a kind of sought after type uh, it's like a dream for um, especially yeah. a girl but but guys now to, to live that kind of life but actually as a result of that I think brands um they know that people want to do it they do it for free so they don't have to pay people for it and so this is where influencer marketing becomes a bit of an issue um, I, uh, not, I, I was an, a, a sweaty Betty ambassador for five years and then I started my own activewear brand and actually, you know, you, I, I would be looking for specific ambassadors for my brand, people that I felt aligned properly with my brand. Um, mm -hmm. and I, and, and, and actually you'll, there'd be people throwing themselves at you wanting to say like, you don't have to pay me a penny. I just want to, you know, be gifted some clothes because you know, you look kind of cool if you put gifted. Um, yeah. and so actually you're, you're right. It has become incredibly popular. Um, and you get you, you get two ends of the spectrum. You've got actual influencers um, that will charge you thousands of pounds for a post because actually influencer marketing is the, one of the best ways, the most popular and successful ways to get your product out there. It yeah. works. Um, or you've got the other end where you've got people that are willing to, to wear it for free. Mm -hmm. um, and, and actually you have to think about where you want to pitch your product. Um, Quite often, it, it, I, I personally think when you're paying someone a lot of money to do it, it becomes quite transparent. You know, you see like a lot of these teeth whitening companies or whatever, and these these kind of uh, these uh, influencers are like, oh my God, I love this product. My teeth are so white. I personally find it incredibly transparent, but it yeah. works. But they it have works. to say, they have to legally say now, don't they? As a that's um, gifted, yeah. As a, yeah, you have to say it's gifted, and you, or or, paid, or you're being paid for this paid so partnership. Yeah, it's not quite as influential i think as it used to be especially yeah, exactly, yeah. if you are a young person who was being taken in by this you know now somebody's saying well I'm, I'm actually being paid to wear this you know you cannot 
you have to see where that line is connected between as you were saying a minute ago you know between somebody that actually represents your brand rather than somebody who's just being paid to do it yeah exactly so i um we touched on it earlier but i was i'm uh it's not really an ambassador i was a sure well-being warrior which was sure deodorant and i did live workouts for them and uh, pre-recorded workouts and so it's kind of like an ambassador role but they call it a well-being warrior and actually they specifically went through Instagram and the people that they wanted to pick now I've not got a they could have picked a lot more people but I, and I haven't got a huge following and actually some of the other girls and guys that they picked had 1,000 2,000 followers but they really spent time to pick the people that they felt aligned with their brand their 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 product their ethos and I think that's really important rather than kind of Someone that's just going to take a picture holding a short deodorant bottle going, I love this product. It, to me, it seems incredibly transparent. But that said, like I did say, it does work. I think, it also, um, I think also when you've talked about your following, you said that you've got, a, you know, a decent following, 5,000. Um, I was watching a, um, a webinar about influencer marketing recently, and they said about a following, um, and that it's actually not that important to have thousands of followers. It's more how engaged your followers are. Yeah. So if a small business was wanting to use an influencer, how would they go about choosing that person? Would it be, if it's not just about they've got 10,000 followers, it'd be more about how engaged their following are. So should they be looking at the posts and the engagement they're getting on the posts on their yeah. um on their page rather than yeah how, how many, many followers, followers they've got yeah. yeah exactly that yeah so i think you know you want to look at if someone puts a post out you want to see i wouldn't even say how many likes they get because you know when you think about it we all sit there from time to time and aimlessly scroll through instagram okay and mm. i you know correct me if i'm wrong i can sit there on my phone and i can just scroll through and like stuff without reading it i think if the picture looks quite nice i like it okay but yeah. you've not read that content at all it could say something <laughs> it could say something horrendous but you just want to like it's a nice picture and you like yeah, it okay exactly. so so i don't necessarily think likes are always likes are so easy and, and of course they definitely help with your engagement and therefore your algorithm algorithm but i think you want to look at comments how many people are actually engaged okay so if you've got a post up how many people say like that's great thank you nicole or and that's really useful and you know that I think that's that's what you need to look at that's what I would look at when I if I was looking for an ambassador and you know I've got a number of clients um where my role is purely to help with their influencer marketing uh, one of my clients being uh, TLC Sport an, an activewear brand that I've been working with for probably a year now and so we've rolled out um a an ambassador program and actually we, we uh, we've looked at exactly what you just said Amy we've gone okay so we we have put a post out saying could you be our next ambassador um and then the people that have applied, we've had, we've kind of looked through all their Instagrams and we've gone, you know, this is, they're a great fit. We've done it separately, me and Charlotte, the, the founder, because we thought, well, let's see if we're both attracted to any of the same people. Um, and right. it's really important. Right. Yeah, which I thought was a really good idea. And actually, we just announced our ambassador last week. And because we, we picked the same people and the same, the same girl came up and actually it wasn't to do with her, her following. I think she had 2000 followers. Um, mm. So it's not a huge following, but she had a really engaged following. And when she put workouts up, people were like, I loved that workout. That was great. I did it this morning. That's what you want. Anybody yeah. can just like a picture or a video, but I think mm. she takes time on her content. She takes time on her imagery and people are engaged. And that's the most important thing. It's not yeah. about the following. Yeah. I, and you know, you can buy followers. So that, that goes to pre It shouldn't be about the following. So just taking a step back, yeah. obviously before you um, started working with Sweaty Betty, what 
what were you doing before that and what was it that sort of got you into the whole sort of brand ambassador role and and therefore uh, so I was a competitive powerlifter. I competed um, in for GB in powerlifting and I broke the British record. And that is how Sweaty Betty contacted me. They were rolling out a kind of um, strong is the new skinny type of campaign that they're pretty good at doing now. Um, so they wanted, um, you know, I think Sweaty Betty and all these brands which obviously had the same type of woman as their kind of ambassador. Yeah. And then um, they contacted me and they said, we want to kind of promote being strong um you know and all different and having it slightly approaching it their ambassador with a different angle and so that's what yeah. I was brought in to do and um yeah it was a great five years and that's that's what I was doing before Sweaty Betty I was um a personal trainer I've been doing that for years um and I was competing as a as a powerlifter and that's how I guess I, I always think Sweaty Betty was the start of me you know I I it you know, I did that, then I started my own brand and, I, and, and then now I'm doing other people's social medias and I feel like Sweaty Betty was the beginning of my journey of... A catalyst to doing what you're doing now, which is... Yeah, fantastic. which changes all the time, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and <laughs> Instagram and social media changes all the time. It's just keeping up with what's, what's popular as well, isn't it? And, you know, what people are looking yeah. for. It's true, yeah. Um, so tell us a bit about how you um, started your fitness wear brand mm. and um, yeah you touched on it you used some ambassadors for that as well but um, yes. how did that come about what made you start up your business? Um, it's a good question I was obviously working for Sweaty Betty as an ambassador um, and then I was forever doing workouts and posts and talking about active wear and people were just always messaging me saying I'm looking for a pair of leggings to go here and do this or I'm, I'm climbing this mountain what do you think about these leggings or I'm looking for a pair of leggings that I want to be quite stylish but all these different questions about activewear and I thought I'm kind of becoming this kind of go-to girl about activewear which sounds really silly but it's a huge industry yeah. um so I thought well why am I being an ambassador for another brand why can't I just start my own um which looking back at <laughs> You know, uh, <laughs> I loved what I did in the years that I did it. My God, it was hard. And actually, it was so hard because it is such a saturated industry. Um, mm -hmm. I decided to, you know, going back to the initial question, I thought, well, if, if I'm known for always wearing active wear and, and being kind of styling active wear, I'd style active wear with, with boots, with heels, also with trainers, you know, all different types of showing how it's styled. I just came as the, the girl that did that. I started my own brand and actually... It, it, like I said, it was really hard, but that, that was why I started. I thought, well, why am I going to be an ambassador for another brand when I can be an ambassador of my own brand? But actually, you know, after kind of a year in, you realise that actually it's not, this, it's just, it's, it's so hard. It, you know, running a business is so different to being an ambassador of a business. Or mm. And I had a, I had so many highs in my business. My God, you know, I was stocked in Champneys. I was nominated for a Draper's Independent Award, which is where I met Joe. And to even think that I was at an award ceremony where someone like Joe was at, granted it was different, um, different nominations. I just think, you know, I had a lot of successes with it, but it was an incredibly saturated industry, um, which is the exact reason why I, I decided to no longer pursue it kind of early 2020, early last year. Yeah. I um, think that's a brave decision as well to know yeah. when to stop. And yeah, I think that that takes a, a better. I think it takes a better businessman, woman, person um, to know it's actually 
you got to know you, you, you can't keep plowing more money into something when actually you're no. looking at it thinking I can't see how this is going to work because it is such a saturated industry and I was getting manufactured in Portugal so my clothing was quite expensive and so when you're charging 80 pounds for a pair of leggings people have to trust that they know your product and I think actually if you're going to spend 80 pounds on a pair of leggings you're probably going to go to Sweaty Betty or Lululemon or Varley because mm. you know what you're going to get you're probably not going to take a risk on a new brand for 80 pounds okay if they were 20 pounds we'll take the risk for 80 pounds and actually you kind of I, I never I didn't quite work out where I sat in the market with my brand yeah. I think there was really expensive stuff and then there was like your Tesco's or Primark leggings and and I kind of was I knew where I wanted to be I knew where I, I deserved to be in the market but it was kind of like you can't compete with the big boys like Sweaty Betty and Nudie Lemon no unless you've yeah. got so much money that you can throw at marketing campaigns and things like that yeah, you just, yeah. exactly that so obviously you are very busy doing what you do for other brands now um, and you probably get some lovely freebies sent to you to try on and, and <laughs> I do I can't I can't deny that I do I do which one of one of the um one of the benefits of being a brand ambassador is your nice little parcels that keep arriving through the door <laughs> if yeah, no, you were I if you were giving a piece of advice now to somebody who because as we touched on earlier there's um i think especially a lot of young girls and um who are out there looking at this sort of brand ambassador stroke influence in life going yeah I, I fancy a bit of that um i'm gonna get all these freebies and get paid for it which we all know isn't quite how it works but mm. if you were giving some advice to somebody out there now on you know if they wanted to be a brand ambassador where would you suggest they start or what would you suggest they do well like i said i am definitely not an influencer so i can't i can't give that advice i'm not i'm not an influence influencer so if that's something you want to pursue then 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 go for it but i feel like it will be a very short-lived um career if that's what you can call it i think you know i i am good friends with someone that does have a very big following that she was she won't mind me talking about it actually she was in love island and um actually you know it, all of this is short-lived especially something like i don't know you know anything like every year there's something new right so right. so in, in 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 terms of say my friend that was in love island well what happens when there's a new love island and then there's new yeah. people new contestants every year that that happens you become less and less so i always think just have a backup plan yeah. yeah and a lot of these love island people do they, they they invest in property and they bring out brands and things like that and so because you you know you come out of the show and you're given a platform so i i just always think you have like it's a short-lived career and if that's what you really want to do um just have a backup plan is what i would say to people um i'm not an influencer so i can't um i can't comment at all yeah in terms of becoming an, an ambassador um I, again i've always been very fortunate like sweaty betty approached me sure deodorant approached me um yeah. so it's not I, I i haven't woken up and gone do you know what i want to do i want to be an ambassador for this brand i feel like you're normally approached to be an ambassador because you're good at something yeah yeah so i was approached to be an ambassador by sweaty betty because i was a competitive power lifter that broke a british record it's it's so i feel like go out and get something and make and then and then maybe a byproduct of that is that you're going to get approached by some fantastic brands. I never thought, you know what, I want to, I want to be a Sweaty Betty ambassador. I was working as a personal trainer, trying to just, you know, I went to uni late. I, d I was just trying to get on. I'm just getting on with life, and these opportunities sometimes come your way, and that's amazing. But you can't wait for those opportunities to come your way. Yeah. You had opportunities that have been, uh, you know, that approached you that you have turned down because you don't think they're right for you. 
I don't, I don't think there's anything that's you know I, I kind of I've, ne I've never been like inundated with like like proposals and possibilities um you know the ones that have come to me have always been pretty amazing I don't recall I mean quite often you know I mean look every you know every day I wake up there's going to be something in my request box and it will be someone saying yeah uh, can I advertise this but I kind of don't even really read it I'm just like because I, I you know I'm just a bit like oh. so I, I guess those kind of things if, if it doesn't really interest me I just because most of them are kind of just blanket um yeah. dm messages that they're sending to anyone mm. saying that hey we love your pictures do you want to be an ambassador like probably probably not um oh, and you probably haven't even looked at my feed probably you just you probably haven't looked at, do, do you even know my name you know so um so no, no but i mean i don't really see them they're just generic blanket kind of direct messages but no nothing kind of significant like has come my way and i've gone all the way that's not really me um but like i mentioned earlier i do i will always be open and honest on my socials so I wouldn't promote something that I didn't I didn't like. Um, but most brands that approach me to, to do with like sportswear, fashion, or like deodorant, I don't know what yeah. I'm saying really. But, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so um, it's, it's, it's normally always sports related, and that that obviously fits quite well with me. Yeah. So I think if someone is um, looking for someone to um, maybe send a, a small business is looking to send a product to an influencer mm. or a brand ambassador just to get a bit of feedback i think the general rule is if you receive that product and you don't like it then the general rule is to just not review it is that correct in your yeah. understanding yeah. that you wouldn't put out a bad review review Never. for a brand but if you no. didn't like it you just wouldn't review it yeah exactly that so um I was I, I got approached by a company called Joe and Jim, a lady that owned it, and asked me if I wanted to become like a business partner of hers. And we did do it for a few months, but there was no longevity in it really. But look, what what it was is um, it was fun while we did it. All these activewear brands sent us clothes. That's what it was for. And then we did reviews, and then actually we we had a website, and you could buy you could buy their products through our website, and we would take like a small percentage of it. There was never going to be like a load of money money in it, but actually it meant that we got sent activewear and we gave reviews of, of products that we genuinely loved. Um, yeah. So my rule was, if I didn't like, <laughs> if I didn't like it, I wouldn't do the review or I'd say, or, and I would just send it back to them because I appreciate that if you're a small business, if you send someone a pair of leggings, that is coming out, that, 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 that cost a lot to you as a business. Yeah. For someone to just, for someone to give them away or like never wear them is, is a lot when you can sell them. So, um, I would just send them back to the customer, but that rarely, rarely happened. And, um, but sometimes, you know, activewear comes down to body shape. I'm really quite short. So <laughs> if, someone sends me, if someone sends me a pair of leggings and they're just like scrunching up everywhere because I'm, I'm so short, that's not a, that, that's, that doesn't deserve a kind of bad review. It just means that they're not for me. Um, and, and, and the lady I did it with, Sophie, she was of a very similar build. We're both kind of really quite short. So we always have to wear seven, eight length leggings, a kind of shorter length legging. Um, but that, that's not to say that the product is a bad product. It means it's just not for our body build. And I think activewear is very, um, uh, very you, have to, you know, it's very specific. People know what they want in activewear, right? Mm. This is what I was going back to earlier. If you're going to spend 80 pounds, you'll probably spend it on Sweaty Betty because you know the exact type of legging you like from them, right? Yeah. Um, so it's not always about bad reviews. Sometimes stuff just doesn't suit you. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's like anything, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. Especially with active wear now, because it's so, it's such, as you said earlier, such a saturated market, you know, you can go oh to and spend eight pounds on a pair of leggings, uh, or you can, 
Um, and then that's the sort of thing that I would buy because I don't really do a lot of exercise. I don't really need a lot from my yeah, active wear. Yeah. Find more casual comfy wear. However, yeah. if you are somebody that goes to the gym all the time and you need something specific out of it, and you know, you're the sort of person that's going to be rating those because of the fact that you you know you do keep fit and you do look after yourself and you do use them for sort of sporting purposes so there's going to be a lot of people out there that are, are looking to spend 70 80 quid but yeah you know, absolutely you know pointing in the right direction mm, absolutely yeah people uh, people spend a lot of money on activewear big money including me <laughs> I need some new activewear, so I might be um, messaging you later, Nicole. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I keep looking through your Instagram feed, going, "Oh no, I really need to stop looking at this because I like that, and I like that, and I like that." <laughs> I don't have to do anything keep fit wise. I'm not thinking, how can I justify buying activewear when it is just a case of sitting in my mm. office wear? <laughs> You've got some fab stuff on there. Yeah, so I follow you on Instagram and I think I just love how honest you are on there and how real you are. You know, you've got some great images on there and but you've also got really real images and um yeah. I think a lot of the um stories you do as well and the questions you ask. I do remember one what one person replied to one of the questions you put on Instagram once and it was like why are you so oh it's so great how you look so fit and and your response to that was a picture of you like grabbing your stomach and showing yeah, yeah. and you're really open and honest on there so um how important is that to you to because you talk about anxiety on your mm. um yeah on your Instagram how important is that to you to be so real really important because I feel like um I don't know if we all kind of so you know, when we scroll through Instagram we see these beautiful women and their life looks so amazing and, mm. and men and stuff and you just think god like what I'd give to, to to look like that or feel like that or or live like that and but it's not real is it okay so yeah. and I think actually that's only that's only adding to and I say younger people but it's actually not younger people anymore it's all of us women we all do it and especially as mothers we do it right we um yeah. we compare we're like god how is she up and ready and dressed and got makeup on by half seven yeah we all do it right <laughs> so I feel like if I can make one person feel like actually I'm normal then yeah. that's a job done um and that's how I I, I feel like you know if, if 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 we all just looked at people and thought how she looked, she looked that amazing. And she's just had a child. You know, you see these mums, these influencers that gave birth six weeks ago, they've literally got like a six pack again. And you're like, how the hell have they done that? And as much as, you know, you think fair play could put it up, it does make you feel like, oh God. And you put that, you put your biscuit back, don't you? And you're like, no, I'm not gonna eat that. Yeah, we all do it, right? And if I can just make one person go, do you know what? It's fine to just eat that biscuit and just sit there in your pajamas and not even get showered today. Um, then I feel like it's a job done because I think there's too many people, there's too many people portraying perfection on instagram there's enough of that yeah. there's enough of that like god and you know there's definitely i'd be lying to you i'd be outright lying to you if i said to you that some of my pictures on instagram i haven't gone callum take it again I, I look like you know i don't i do it i do do it okay if i look if i'm like oh my hair's my hair doesn't look great take it again but actually amy you're spot on that, that that's just an image but what i do make sure i show is the real life side of it um jago's doing my head in i'm having a bad day with him i you know, I did a post quite recently asking like I've got a continuous ringing in my ears what is it and I know it's anxiety or I've got like a, a pins and needles feeling in my fingers and I know it's anxious I, I'm, I'm anxious about something 
Um, and then it's the responses. People are going, like, oh my God, I get that as well. Can you let me know what people are saying about it? So I'm, I'm kind of op- I'm opening up myself, but not to help myself, but also to help other people. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that, that's important because there's just enough perfection on Instagram, isn't it? It's like a grid of perfection that we don't need to see any more of. Yeah. No, and I don't think it helps anybody. Um, you know, it's, it, and I think, you know, bringing it back to small businesses in general or all businesses in general, whatever your product so whether you are selling an actual physical product or a service or something being honest about your product and being real is so much more important than you know portraying perfection because with whatever you're selling at the moment unless it's something really unusual there's going to be somebody else doing exactly the same Mm. that you know you could go to and I think people are buying people so much more now so if you can bring in a piece of yourself and this is what we're saying to other sort of small businesses out there it's not just about what you're selling it's about selling yourself with your product too it's the journey it's the journey it's your business journey that's behind that product and i think you know i've I've just recently got a new client and he's selling like kids kids boxes um and and actually like and they've got kind of sustainable products in there that you send that that you that um, mostly parents will buy for their kids um and actually i've told them it's really important i'm going to be helping them with their socials and i've said it's really important that you're showing the story behind these products you know if you're trying to package up people's orders and your kids are running in the background and stuff people want to see it people will buy into that more because they know what goes behind like how much it means to you as a business owner and what is behind that that brand that business and i think that's really really important um but yeah, like get back to that. I, I do for me. I, I always showed my business journey. I'd show myself trying to wrap up people's leggings, and Jay go literally walking over the wrapping paper, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and I'd put that on my story, being like, whoever's getting this order, um, has got a bit of Jay, get, you know, like laughing in there, and people love it. People buy into it. I put a little personalised note in there because there's there's a, there's a, there's a person behind that business, that brand that's working really really hard, mm. and I think that's important. Yeah, I do. And I think a lot of people are now um, wanting to buy from small businesses. Absolutely. A lot. There's a big drive towards Absolutely. support and independence and small mm. businesses. And I think if you can show that um, you're very personable, then that really helps. Yeah. Yeah. Now more than ever, you know, as a small business, it's it is the, the year or the years of the small business um, owners and, and the independent businesses it, from food to to beers, mm. to products, to services, people want to support um, small businesses where possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that, I, I think that's important to do as well. Yeah, we spoke to an amazing lady yesterday, didn't we, Amy, who, yeah. um, I won't sort of go into detail, but she had a, a product that she is selling, um, and she's only been doing it as a hobby for the last sort of year or so, but the story behind how she got into making that product was amazing. And when we sort of said to her, you know, that's, what you need to be talking about she was a bit like oh yeah you know maybe i should and actually mm. it's not about selling the product that she was making which was beautiful actually half of her her story was why she got into this in the first place yeah um, so yeah it, it really makes a massive difference it really does i think sometimes sometimes and one thing i have found when i'm talking to like potential clients or prospects is that some people really don't want to be behind like sin on sin on instagram or anything like that okay yeah. that's the issue that i sometimes get is where i'm like you know show us doing this show 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 a bit of your life and then some people are like oh i don't want to do that um and so when when and, and you know i completely understand that it's not for everybody um that's when it can become a little bit um 
a bit trickier is that is that a word trickier a little bit more tricky um is <laughs> more tricky um is if you you know if you really just just want it to be your your product or your service and you don't want to show any of yourself or your life um then then i think that's quite important mm. yeah yeah amy anything else for you no i just think maybe um there'll be another opportunity for us to chat again more about mental health and small business maybe oh, yeah, in yeah, the future we we yeah we didn't touch much on my on the mental health stuff which is actually yeah, talk about it so much on my socials probably another podcast altogether <laughs> yeah yeah I think it's, it's definitely something that i struggle with personally running you know running two small businesses um and having a home and a, a child and mm. Mm. you know being locked down <laughs> yeah and being locked down it's been a really tough year for people especially when it comes down to sort of financials and things like mm. that and yeah and we all tend to sit in our little small business bubble over here with a, you know quite often working on our own and not talking to anybody from one day to the next and it, it can it can be quite tough um absolutely yeah and you know that's why we really appreciate people like you are putting it out there and keeping it real and just sort of you know being open and honest about that and saying, you know, actually, some days are a bit shit. And <laughs> some days are shit, and that's fine to feel, and it's fine to feel like that. I think it's all this kind of, we live in a world at the moment where everything's like, stay positive, be positive. And it's like, well, actually, no, I'm knackered. Yeah, My child's real. stressing me out. We can't yeah. always be positive. You'll do yourself damage if you feel every day you have to be 110% and be positive because it's just not, it's not sustainable, it's not feasible. Um, but like you said, Amy, I think that's a whole different podcast. We'd be rushing yeah, it now, yeah. and that's it's not a subject to be rushed. No. no, we will we will definitely get that booked in with you. I think it's a really interesting thing to chat mm. about in more detail. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds great. Brilliant. Thank Fab. you. Thank Thanks you for having me, ladies. Have a great day. Have a lovely day. And Thank we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, yeah, talk soon, ladies. Thank you Bye. for your time. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Marketing Heart podcast, the heart of small business marketing. Please follow us on Instagram at The Marketing Heart and Facebook too, also at The Marketing Heart, or visit our website at www.themarketingheart.com.